You are listening to Message Rewind from Discovery Church. Hey, good morning, Discovery. Welcome to Church at Home. Hey, if I have not yet had the privilege to meet you, my name's John. I get this amazing opportunity along with my wife to lead this community that we call Discovery. And um, for those of you that have been joining us for a while, you know that this is looking a little different today. And so before we jump into the message, I just want to let you know that at least for the next couple weeks, we're going to be doing pre, uh, pre-recorded tapings of our worship experience. And uh, perhaps the biggest reason for that is in the room that, that I'm sitting in right now, the room that you see, especially what you can't see behind the camera, is we're, we're finally getting the construction finalized and finished in this room. That's huge. And so with that said, we, ha- we have to bring in lifts. We're running, we're running wires all through the ceiling. Um, we have to remove the stages, uh, uh, remove all the, the audio and, and uh, video wiring. And, and so it's just a long process. And <clears throat> so we're going to be doing that. We're going to use the time to do that so we can come back and, uh, and it should be almost completed. I know that, that there is still stuff to be done in the entire building, but it is coming along. We just passed our, um, our electrical in the wall inspection. Shout out to Justin. Thank you so much. Uh, we just passed our plumbing. Thank you to Jim for doing that. Um, so it's just coming along and I'm so excited. But but like I said, for the next couple of weeks, we're going to be doing our worship experience like this. And so, uh, so yeah, I'm excited about that. It's going to be a lot of fun. So today, without further ado, uh, we're going to be in Romans chapter, Romans chapter 4, Romans chapter 4, verse 18. And again, uh, tomorrow is our last week of our 21 days of prayer. I hope that you've been engaging God, digging in and, and, and just digging your feet in and just going after him. And I've, I've loved it. I've loved it. Romans chapter 4, verse 18 through 20. It says this, even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God has said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about a hundred years of age, hello, he figured his body was as good as dead. And so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promised. Hey, this week, uh, I want to jump into, we're, we're going to take a break off of Matthew chapter 24, and we are going to be looking at just this week and next week, really this idea of prayer since we are in 21 days of prayer. So let's pray. We'll jump into the message. So Father, I thank you for today. God, I thank you for your kindness and for your faithfulness, Jesus, to our lives. God, I pray that, that you would just be in the midst of this message, that God, that, that, uh, that what I say, Father, that it would be your heart and your desire. God, we love you so much. I thank you for who you are. God, I pray that uh, at the time of the conclusion of this message, God, that we would leave different, and not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world 
around us. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, come on, everyone at home, type in that, that, that chat bar. Amen, amen. Hey, I don't have a live audience today, so I'm going to need you at home just to, 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 to hype up uh, and, and just to engage, lean in, and, and help me out. So uh, I don't know about you guys, but have you ever just watched Netflix and you're like, I want to find a movie, I want to find something to... To, to, to watch, but you spend so much time searching, like you just, you never end up watching a movie. By the time you find a movie, it's time to go to bed, right? And so, um, so I was doing that uh, a while ago. I was looking through Netflix, trying to find something that I could watch, and I stumbled upon this show about the Rubik's Cube, one of, one of these things. And uh, this show was about these, these genius people who were able to solve these things in like, 10 seconds and I was watching it and I, something just dawned on me like I was like I could do that and so I went out my kids had a Rubik's Cube and so I just started fiddling and fidgeting around and and what's crazy is I, I spent a lot of time just just trying to figure out how to do this trying to figure out what what is the key I like I YouTube tutorials how to how to uh, figure out how to do a Rubik's Cube I was Googling, like, what is the key? What are the secrets to the Rubik's Cube? And I came up with nothing. But I just kept trying. I kept trying until uh, I just got frustrated one day. Like, I was, I felt like I was just trying, 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 putting in so much effort that um, I, it was just frustrating because I would get one side all white and I was like, yes, yes. And then I would look at the other side and it wasn't in line. And so I just became frustrated over the situation to the point I was like this Rubik's Cube is no much it's, it's no longer I was done with it I didn't want to do it anymore I just I was getting frustrated I was just frustrated that the time that I put into this figuring it out it just didn't happen and in fact I, I began thinking to myself man like I just I begin to feel like hopeless in in my pursuit of figuring out the Rubik's Cube. And I was thinking about that. I was thinking about how, how it's frustrating just in general when we put effort into something and we don't see any fruit come to pass. Uh, and I realized, and I realized that, that that's life, isn't it? Isn't that a lot like life? Just putting in so much effort and, and, and the frustration of not seeing what you wanted at the end of that journey. Now let's take it even a step further into the realm of prayer. How many of you that are watching at home, how many of you guys have ever experienced just this idea of praying for whether it's a loved one, maybe it's for a physical condition, maybe it's a so, uh, an addiction that, that you're just trying to break and you like you're going at it hard you're like God just take this away God I don't want heal my body God like whatever it is and you're just going hard day after day time after time you're just praying 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 only to see nothing change like I, I wonder this morning if that's you, I, I wonder if this morning you can relate to that 
sentiment, the idea of praying, 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 and nothing changing. And all of a sudden, that prayer request that you have been praying for seems hopeless, seems impossible. If that's you, then I got great news because that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. Like, how do we pray for what seems to be hopeless situations? And before we jump into that, uh, before I give you those three things, uh, the, the, we're going to pull it out of the text that we just read in Romans chapter 4. Now, this, this entire uh, text that we read in Romans chapter 4, it, it, it was a, an overview by the Apostle Paul about a man named Abram. And you could read this in Genesis at the very beginning of the Bible. It's that you can read the entire story of this man, Abraham, who, who was Abram at the time, and his wife, Sarah, who was Sarai at the time. And as we read at the beginning of our time together, these two, they were old. And uh, so much so that, um, that, that whatever the promise God gave Abraham, it seemed impossible. It seemed hopeless. And so this is what we're going to look at for the next few minutes that we're together. Uh, I want to look at uh, three responses that Abraham had towards his hopeless situation and how we can pray, how you and I can learn to pray when it comes to what seems to be hopeless situations, all right? So here we go. Number one is this. We have to learn to face the facts. We have to learn to face the facts. So in Genesis chapter 17, verse 1 through 16, God is telling Abraham, Abraham, hey, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. I'm going to use you beyond what your wildest dreams and, and, and like generations upon generations are going to be built upon you. And so for 16 verses, God is hyping up Abraham. God is, is casting vision to him. God is, is, is letting, is, is giving an inside look into uh, what he has for Abraham. Verse 1 through 16. And then we get to verse 17. Verse 17 is funny because Abraham, in response to what God was telling him, it said he laughed. Going back to Romans chapter 4, what we read at the at the very beginning of our time together, uh, it said that, that Abraham began to laugh because he knew the hopeless situation of what it would take to get there. He understood that, uh, he, he was like, God, wait a second, how can this happen? I'm a hundred years old. Like, my, my wife is 90 years old. How in the world are you telling me that we, that I can be a father of many nations? This is impossible. This doesn't seem to make any sense. And here's what I want us to draw from this is, is I, I want us to see how Abraham was willing to face the facts. Abraham was willing to, to admit to God what he 
was struggling with. Abraham, he he didn't pretend like he was okay. He allowed God, he acknowledged to God like the impossible, hopeless situation of God's promise. Listen, I I want you to understand this morning, like you... God is not intimidated by you saying, God, here's what I'm going through. Like he, he, there's something to you acknowledging to God your hopeless situation. And there's something about you acknowledging uh, the, 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 the situation that you're facing and allowing God to work through that process. So the first thing, when, when we come to a, something that we're praying for that seems hopeless, listen, identify it to God, face to facts. Let God know, hey, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm facing. And he's not surprised by it, which I think is the best part. So that's the first one, face the facts. Number two, we don't just want to face the facts, but we want to give God praise for what is coming. We want to give God praise for what is coming. I want to read this verse. Here's what Paul wrote in Romans 4 and verse 20. We read this at the beginning. He said, Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. He never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. Listen, when I pray for the impossible situation, check this out. I acknowledge the hardship, but I am anchored in the promise. When when I come to an impossible, hopeless situation, I acknowledge the hardship, but I am anchored in the promise. Paul goes on to say that 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 Abraham he he never wavered in what God had called him to do. I think a lot of the times we get lost in number one. We get lost in the idea that we're facing the facts. And perhaps that's why a lot of us, we don't want to face the facts is because we know how easy it is to get lost in, in the minutia of the facts. And so, so Paul is like, he didn't waver. He kept going. Like, we have to learn that, that in times of hardship, in times of trouble, we have to, uh, we, we, we face the facts, but, but we also give God praise for what is coming. And so whatever you're praying for, whatever hopeless situation that you're dealing with, whatever impossible situation that, that you feel like you're facing, listen, uh, we, you, you keep going, you keep, you keep praying, like you, you praise God for what he has promised you even when you don't see it. You, 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 you begin to praise God for, for what he's promised, not, the, not for where you're currently at. I call this um, the quarterback vision. For those of you that watch football, uh, a quarterback's job is not to throw the ball to where the receiver's at. But the quarterback has to have enough vision to throw the receiver open. And when he throws the receiver open, he doesn't throw the ball to where the receiver's at. He throws the ball where the receiver is going to be. Listen, come on, uh, uh, come on, football fans. Like, we got to have quarterback vision. We got to have the ability to throw our vision open. Not to, throw, not to see it to where it's at, but we got to throw it to where we believe God has promised uh, it to be. Listen, we got to pray and pray and pray and praise God, not for where we're at, but where 
God has called us in our vision and purpose to be. Give God praise for what is coming. And so we're looking at how do we pray uh, for situations that seem hopeless, like that seem like they're never going, like, like we pray and pray and they just seem hopeless and impossible. How, like how do we pray? The first one is we face the facts. Number two is we give God praise for what is coming. And number three, I love this one. We got to live fully persuaded. Live, fu- live fully persuaded. Here's what Paul writes about Abraham living fully persuaded. Verse 21. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promised. Listen, when I live with the mindset that of, of when I live with the mindset of being fully persuaded, there is no expiration to my expectation. I'll say that again. When I live fully persuaded, there is no expiration to my expectation. I think a lot of the times we, 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 we put an expiration to what we're expecting God to do. And when it doesn't happen within that time frame or when it doesn't happen in the way that, that, that we thought it was going to come to pass, like we get discouraged and all of a sudden we begin to shrink back and, and begin to think, oh, well, maybe this is not what God wants or, or maybe God doesn't want to answer this or maybe God doesn't want to do this. No, I got to live fully persuaded. I got to tell myself that no matter what I see in the natural, that I am believing in faith that what God said would come to pass. I have to be fully persuaded and it starts with the mind. The mind is the battlefield. You got to tell your mind, I love this, you got to tell your mind when it begins to creep up and when it begins to tell you, hey, it's not going to happen. Your healing is not going to happen. The restoration of that relationship's not going to happen. Hey, th- this is not going to happen. You're not going to receive this. God didn't tell you. You got to tell your mind, shut up. You got to speak to your thoughts and let them know, hey, I have the mind of Christ. My mind is transformed and renewed by, by the Holy Spirit. I I have to learn to live fully persuaded in my situation. Come on, somebody. I hope you're I hope you're amened at home this morning. I have to learn to trust God in my impossible situation and live fully persuaded. Listen, three ways that we pray for hopeless situations. Number one, we gotta face the facts. Number two, We give God praise for what is coming. And number three, we have to live fully persuaded. My prayer for you is that you would begin to see your hopeless situation, that impossible situation in a new light, a new way, that you would see it in a different light. Listen, because if God could could make an impossible situation of a 100-year-old man and a 90-year-old woman have a baby, what can God do? not do. Amen, somebody. And so just continue to lean in, continue to press in this last week of 21 days of prayer. Just lean in, even if it seems hopeless, just pray into that situation and see what God can do. 
Thank you for listening to Message Rewind. Come back every Monday night at 5 p.m. to hear the latest message from Discovery Church.